I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fuck off, you fucking prick. It's only gone and come home. <laughs> Welcome to the Football Ramblers, Monday, 1st of August. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Jill Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, we were laughing at Charlie Kane's office motorbike. <laughs> and now look at us. We're celebrating an England Euros win at Wembley. Can I just say, I am spending some time, and I recommend all our listeners do the same, carve yeah. it out each week to still laugh at Charlie McCarthy. That's Charlie fair. Okay, yeah. fair you fun. know the meme of the dominoes where the man's setting up the little domino and then there's a big domino. The big <laughs> yes. dominoes, the Euros, Euros win, yeah. And the small dominoes of the photographer going, yeah, just smile again for that one, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlie Kane <laughs> revs his motorbike <laughs> in South London... Yeah. <laughs> do, do the England women win the Euros in North London a year later? So. Yeah. I think so. Well, before we get to the Euros win, it is a new season and a brand new Ramble. The Ramble is back every single Monday and the preview show every single Friday. But it's all changed for the rest of the week, people. Our European football show on the continent is back every Thursday with Dotton and Andy on this feed. Then on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're bringing you a rotation of shows. We've got Football Ramble Guide 2s. Ramble reacts straight after the final 
whistle of the biggest midweek games, bonus ramble episodes at the match and a brand new interview series with Kate Mason. Football Ramble Presents is now all about women's football, baby! We, <laughs> we chose a very good time for it, I think it's fair to say. You'll yeah. now notice that it's changed its name to Upfront uh, and that, that it's uh, now the only destination you need for women's football. And if you uh, want a taste of uh, what you're going to be expecting for the rest of the season uh, or, the, you know, or the start of the season uh, when it kicks off in September, Flo from Upfront was fantastic last night yeah. on Wembley Way. Just, just, they were just hanging out outside. And they sounded like they were indoors, but they were just outside. Pinch yourself, you're not dreaming, she said. It Fucking happened, yeah. which is a beautiful. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to say, if, you, if you're looking, if you're wondering what you're going to receive on that front for the rest of the season, tune in now over there for Chloe Morgan being quite pissed. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she was drunk but buzzing. I yeah. think it's fair. That's to acceptable. Say. It's acceptable. She had work on. Yeah. She was busy. There was a point when I was listening to that episode where I know they weren't there. I know how this. I know this. I know recording and getting out afterwards. I know mm. how that works. Yeah, yeah. But I still had the compulsion to be like. Shall I uh, deliver you some cans? <laughs> are they still there? They were having a If delivery knew what they were about, they'd have sponsored that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But at this point in uh, in Monday's show, we'd probably talk about the highlights of the weekend. But the highlight of the weekend is obviously uh, the England women's team uh, beating Germany after extra time in front of a capacity crowd at Wembley, finally winning a major tournament for the first time in 56 years. Amazing stuff. Iconic celebrations at full-time Luke Miller. I really just wanted to be in their gang. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there thinking, they're having, uh, you, know, you know, like sometimes you're on a train <laughs> and you hear loads of people on the train having fun and if they if they seem like dickheads, you're like, oh, keep it down. Yeah. But if they seem like they're having a lot of fun, you go, oh, I quite want to be involved. <laughs> I felt like that times a billion yeah. in this. They like having such a good time and it was an incredible game, an incredible <laughs> result. Uh, yeah, it was it was brilliant. Absolutely mm. pumped. And and like like it was so refreshing to sort of, hear people expressing themselves after a football yeah. match with no tired PR platitude, no footballers kind of with their hands over their mouths having yeah. conversations yeah. with each other. It was just raw emotions, yes, it, singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a speech from Williamson. I think it was, it, oh, it was she's a legend. so good. She's yeah. an absolute queen. It was brilliant. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you're right, Pete, that sense that um, you really saw their real personalities. Yeah. Just that pure release of emotion with Chloe Kelly in particular, where mm. she's just... Um, just singing Sweet Caroline rather than being interviewed. <laughs> yeah. Just couldn't help herself. She went yeah. off with the mic. Couldn't help herself. Yeah. Ran off with the microphone. Yeah. That, it, that, it's the purity of that. And, and yeah. Serena Wiegmann's um, true mastery of of, the, of, of of tactics is essentially at the right moment sending on a super experienced player who's really actually quite hard just to <laughs> yeah. scream swear words in the opposite team's faces to intimidate him, which genuinely actually yeah. worked. Yeah. And what a moment for her as well, having been in the final, what was it, 13 years ago? Yeah. yeah. Last they, they, lost, player. yeah. they lost heavily as well. Yeah. And I mean, Alex Scott was saying um, in, in, in the sort of commentary or in the, in the punditry that when England played Germany in the past, they, they just knew that they were going to get beaten because mm. the, the standards in the game were so, so different. And to see that levelled out and for Jill Scott to still be there, yeah. be a part of it, and yeah. to, to top that off and actually like finish that journey off is so great. One of my favourite things about, uh, you kind of touched on it there, Jim, about like whenever you're a fan of football in this country, and obviously it's predominantly a, you know, a male domain, you know, you you there's always a level of buying you can have. You could you can only have. I suppose you can only be as in depth with it as as you're allowed to be. And you know, we've seen with women's football over the past, like you know, obviously they're banned in fifty years. But even just the way that women talk about football in pubs and get random knobhead blokes reacting in certain ways. Yeah. Uh, and that, and this like the last month, they basically just created their own borough within football yeah their own space where it's like actually no we're gonna have a lot of fun here and genuinely it doesn't matter what you say out there because it as luke said it 
looked like the most fun. Mm. And it was also like, they've been creating it for a while. And I think this is the first time that a lot of people have seen, I suppose, the full scope of it. And maybe some people who are, have always been fans of women's football haven't totally been aware of it, but it feels like a bit of a cultural awakening. As oh, well. massively. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I've, I've seen quite a few women who've, who've started watching out of curiosity and then found that actually, I kind of really like this sport, but they've, Never really felt welcome before, yeah. Because the culture around it, as you say, is so male. There's, there are so many barriers to it, and there are a lot of you know stereotypes about football fans that aren't necessarily fair. But there are there are some aspects of it that aren't welcoming and that are very very male. And it's been also, really interesting lot, to see a lot people of that are fair as well. Yeah, oh, very <laughs> yeah. much so, absolutely. But it's really interesting to see people go. Oh, actually, maybe it isn't the sport that I didn't like. Yeah, and that's yeah. great. It's, you know, it's, that's a key point because you look at the crowd at, um, in that game yesterday, and it's basically full of families. Yeah, it's full of kids and football should be welcoming to everyone mm. and you know you don't you've got to be a genius to realize that if you've got a a stadium full of kids who are having this seeing this as the one of the most influential moments of their childhood it's going to be incredible for for the future of the game exactly. like for, 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 for for boys and for girls it's really important but on on the pitch itself um, England's first goal was an absolute beauty. <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's, to be able to hit it's, that it's, it's, on oh, yeah. the bounce under pressure yeah. with a keeper coming at it, I was just like, Jesus Yes, you've got a defender over the shoulder, yeah. keeper coming down there. It's in the final, it's nil-nil, yeah. and the ball's bouncing. That finish was incredible. And the part, you'll, you'll struggle to see a better pass than yeah. that all season. Like, yeah. if, you, if, if, if someone said to you, that's the best part. That's the pass of the season in May. You, you couldn't really have any complaints about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure there will be some other great you know, passes delivered, but that was right up there. And you'll struggle to see a better one all season. Mm. And then the great thing about it was um, they didn't, um, obviously, you knew there was going to be a reaction from Germany, but England didn't really let it phase them. And I've watched every game they've played in this tournament. And the exception, maybe the first game where they kind of scraped through, they looked in control. And mm. I know they came out slowly in the second half last uh, yesterday and there was a storm that had to be weathered. And part of that, I feel like, was because Germany are a good team. And then I love the fact that to, to score the winner, it's just this scrappy, just get yeah. anything on it. It was like an arrested celebration. <laughs> she couldn't celebrate yeah. for like five or ten seconds because of fucking VAR. Yeah. And then she was away. It was brilliant. By, by, the, by the, the time it got to about like 20 minutes in the second half, thought, like, I thought Germany started to lose their legs a little bit and England had already lost their legs. But there was a storm to be weathered, wasn't there? I really yeah. felt that was going to go the other way, actually. I felt England yeah. looked the more tired towards yeah. the end of the, of the second half. But they, they found another gear. They found mm. some energy from somewhere it's just a wonderful thing to witness. I wonder if the Spain game um, actually stood them in good stead because they were, you know, they were by far the better team in most of the games they played. Yeah. But against Spain, they had to really, really dig in and and yeah. and again find that other gear. And I think that just that set them up to be ready for that. I still fancied them. I still felt like they were going to beat Spain. Yeah. But they, they had to work for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I very much enjoyed uh, Toon and Russell trying to read the German uh, note. That was oh, that's great. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I think that's right. I think you see you see teams doing that quite a lot. And I, yeah. I perfectly, I completely agree. If that paper is on the pitch, yeah. there's nothing in the law that says no. you can't grab it. Go and get it. Yeah. Go and take it off him and rip it and eat it or something. Eat it. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. to stop yeah. you doing that. It, I, I, that's a real kind of grey area in the laws of the game. That. Yeah. So have a look at it. But get in there before they can look at it and eat it. And learn some German. Yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah. loud. Learn, learn the language of your German. opponent yeah. before every game. Yeah. Do a quick Duolingo. It could, yeah, it could have gone a bit uh, Inglorious Bastards and they hold up the wrong three. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're in the wrong position. They've yeah. us out. The, uh, I, I did feel sorry for uh, uh, Pop because obviously she, she, yeah. she got injured. Oh, that's yeah. horrendous, wasn't it? Incredible. Yeah. Really cruel, that. And she'd been very funny with that little moustache joke uh, in the presser before mm. the last match. You see that? Because oh, no. Hansi Flick had said that he'd like, 
to uh, call her up to the, the men's team mm. and so she turned up with a mask on she pulled her mask on she had a little moustache no. <laughs> going I am I am uh, Alexander today yeah. <laughs> good stuff German humour it was solid stuff. Yeah. It was solid international humour. It was, was very, worried, very was worried when you said moustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and going back to the um, to the first goal, that amazing pass from Kira Walsh. I love the quote where she said, um, "I think I just heard her shouting in her little Wigan accent," and I thought, "Right, I've got to put it on a plate for her." Yeah, <laughs> it's a real expression of the togetherness in that team. You can really see it. Just it's, it's you, like you say, you just want to be a part of it, don't you? You want to be in the gang. I could. You could just hear. Loads of plinks of Barocas getting dropped into glass. Oh, big smart <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Just I don't know, it now. I don't know going, where yeah. they are, but still on it now. God, they yeah. look like they're they're. All I, I like that part of the upfront episode <laughs> yesterday was essentially them. One or two of them hanging around looking for the players. They had a room that they're in Box Park and they were going to go over there and try and join them. They're not going to be in Box Park. They're still in the stadium. They're still on the pitch. We should say, for the time of recording, it is 10 20 a.m. now. And if yeah. I were them, I would be probably, oh, probably just waking up and thinking, right, I've got 10 minutes till the Mackey's breakfast. Yeah. And then use that to refuel your restart. Yeah. If I know you, Vish, there's no way you'd, be in, you'd have gone to bed by now. <laughs> no, true. Uh, well, don't forget to head across to the upfront feed right now to the floor, Rachel and Chloe's episode recorded live after the final uh, straight uh, from Wembley Way. Just type in Upfront wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode. So, yes, there were other football matches taking place over the weekend. Liverpool beat Man City. Yeah. In it, the old shield. It was a really competitive friendly. It was like <laughs> but, so intense. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I get it to keep reminding myself. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's always a bit feisty, a bit, isn't be, it? Because also it wasn't, no, obviously it wasn't at Wembley. Mm. It was at the King Power. So because it, you don't have that muscle memory where you're like, oh, it's the community shield that's at Wembley, so it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. a friendly. I, was, I, like a, I kept like a getting into the match. mindset of a league game. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Or, yeah, or, or maybe like an FA Cup semi-final from, yeah. from yesteryear. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, where the FA Cup semi-final should have been last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Liverpool took the, the spoils, the illustrious first trophy of the year with two late goals uh, at a very lively King Power Stadium in Leicester. Uh, Nunez uh, impressed coming off the bench uh, and winning the penalty for Liverpool's second and scoring the third. He was busy, wasn't he? But yeah. was he better than Haaland? That's the narrative. Was he better than Haaland? Did Haaland have a good debut? People are um, people are getting vexed about Haaland's performance. Yeah. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I, 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 he was literally involved in the setup for their goal, weren't There they? are journalists out there who should know better <laughs> saying that his, 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 his debut should have been t- ripped into a million pieces and chucked yeah. in the bin and set on fire. Well, well if you, you take it about... in isolation for absolutely no reason, yeah. then... <laughs> He was. He, I thought he had. A, I thought overall he had a pretty good game. I don't yeah. know what you feel like, Vish. I, I thought he did okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought he. There were times where because uh, uh, you know I was listening to you guys talk about him last week. Is this kind of impending like doom figure who's yeah. always mm. on the pitch? He's a bit like. I don't know, like Grendel in Beowulf. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, mm. there, there is he's like, like Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York. When he's not on the screen, you're waiting for him to come yeah, back in. Yeah, or Omar. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but there, there was an element of like, he looked like, I, I don't know what it was, maybe the air pressure is different, but there were a few times where it looked like he was struggling to like stay on his feet. Like he couldn't quite get to like, is there something about the altitude at you know, Leicester? <laughs> Leicester. Too low. Okay, he, yeah. looked, he looked quite clumsy at times and then he starts moving and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's like a shark. He has to be moving all the time yeah. to be dangerous. I thought, yeah. I thought his movement was brilliant. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he, for and and I don't know where it, whether it just stands out because he's so physically big, mm. like and you don't perhaps expect movement of that quality from a player so big. Um, but he's, I thought his movement, I thought his movement was absolutely fantastic. I, I thought, yeah. I thought, you know, it's a, it was a classic example of if he had his boots on the right feet and he scored two. <laughs> Everyone will be talking about the best debut ever. It, yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of. I, I don't know why people kind of want to read into the fact that he didn't score 
to use it as an excuse to say it wasn't a day a good debut because I don't feel like that at all. And, and I also felt like, I mean, effectively because of the rivalry between these two teams and because of the way the game was played, it was essentially a competitive game, even though yeah, on paper it yeah. isn't. That's the first competitive game he's played for Man City, mm. and he's playing against the second best team in England and arguably the second best team in Europe. You have got to put it in perspective. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Also playing in a team that have been playing a very very different system for a couple of seasons. Mm. Without, without a striker, with, yeah. certainly, also, certainly yeah. without a focal point in mm. the, in the same way that they're going to have now. Well, people sort of like. Here they talk about his physicality, like he's like that big puppet that came to London, Little Amal, you know, the big, oh, yeah, you know, the big, big glass. That's a big refuge. Shout. What, for the Jubilee? Uh, That's for the Jubilee celebration. No, it wasn't. It, it was. was. It wasn't for the Jubilee celebration. She made rock. Oh, it was Elbow. She came on with Elbow at Glastonbury. She did everything. She's been yeah. all over the gas. She gets, she's booked and busy. Who's <laughs> <laughs> looking after her? She's booked in business. <laughs> who's, doing her, who's doing her bookings? I'll tell you what. She probably doesn't want any of it. No, exactly. Yeah. Busy. Uh, but they, they talk about his physicality like more than anything else. Pompey could do a bit Little Amal for Pompey. Yeah. And now it's Little Amal. Yeah. Uh, but the um, he only had 16 touches during the, during the match, which is like, that's a Man City striker, I'm afraid. Yeah. That's yeah. all you're going to get. Should be 16 goals, mate, if the money's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I like yeah. that, Jim. Un- there was, um, the, the one thing I did think, though, is when you looked at how they played yesterday and his movement, you can tell why it was probably a good thing that they moved on Raheem Sterling mm. in that there's now so much more space for him to float into. Yeah, like, right. They would have definitely treaded on each other's toes. And if you think the way that they're going to learn to play with someone like Haaland, you think someone like, you know, they started with Grealish and um, Mares yesterday. Like yeah. Foden is going to love that. They, I think they're all going to thrive around him. And it might even be the case that like, I don't know, let's say by the by March, he's only got 10 league goals. And let's say he might have 10 in other competitions. But he would have had such a profound effect on everyone around him, just yeah. because he his engine as well is remarkable. Yeah, and and his pace as well, his top speed is really yeah. good. His acceleration is pretty good. I also think, speaking of the amount of goals he's going to score, I'll still put my I'll put my neck on the line and say, you know, how good do you honestly think that say half the Premier League are defensively? Oh yeah, compared yeah, to yeah. Liverpool, compared to essentially Virgil Van Dijk. Which is yeah, really, yes. really who he's kind of in a bit of a one-on-one tussle with there. Yeah. I if mean, you that, create... you're starting with the, the, you're starting with the end boss, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were going to create someone to combat, you know, the the threat of Erling Haaland, it would be Van Dijk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said it last week. Like he is Godzilla, and the bottom half of the Premier League are very much Japan. So and, 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 and Van Dyke is Mothra. Yeah. If you think that like he's not going to score many goals, his first few matches are going to be West Ham, Bournemouth, Newcastle. Uh, a weird Barcelona friendly, uh, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest. That's his. That's his August. He's so, got a... yum yum yum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see a situation. He's based on the massive plant in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, <laughs> I can see a situation where he doesn't score until Barcelona. He gets like four or five. Yeah, like it's... exactly. Yeah, he's definitely got a four goal game in him, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah, so. yeah. and big Man time. City, you've got a ten goal game. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to say. Uh, but Man City's other forward addition, uh, Julian Alvarez, did manage to score on his debut. Yeah. But the the, 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 the moment was yeah, spoiled a little bit. He wasn't very happy, was he? He could have. I, I can't. I, was there a VAR? Uh, was there a VAR question? Yes, there was yeah, there a was, VAR check, was, wasn't yeah. there? And he was over at the touchline with Pep, getting shouted at, and he couldn't enjoy it. He <laughs> yeah. couldn't enjoy his debut goal. It's so depressing. The thing, maybe he would have thought of that like the night before. Going, I hope I score. That'd be so much fun. Maybe, maybe the key to Guardiola's success is this, the unpredictability of his reactions. Mm. <laughs> like you, you, Alvarez probably went over there, thought, "Oh, he's get a little ruffle from the boss until yeah. uh, <laughs> we till we start to play again." No, no, not, yeah. not a chance. A uh, quick one for uh, Jim moving away from this particular match. Elsewhere on the friendly circuit, Unai Emery uh, was just giving it the old uh, Stone 
Charles Dave Austin middle finger yeah, to, to TikTok, and TikTok fair play filmers. to him as well. Right, okay. Um, people just having a dig at him right in his face, yeah. pointing a camera at and him. Saying, uh, will you say good evening yeah, and, and you've had a good time at Arsenal. Yeah, just yeah. being just disingenuous little pricks. And yeah. Good he's, on you, he's done, well, he's done well not to slap them. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the thing, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I think that it, it never fails to make me laugh how football fans can just dish out the most outrageous abuse. Mm. And then, like, and then oh, as soon as oh someone goodness. flicks you the middle finger, yeah. you're like, right, I'm going to strut on the internet yeah. with that one. <laughs> and then, and then under Go the, kids here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always say that. Cheers, kids crying. Yeah. Um, and under, under the video, the original posting of the video on Twitter, which we, which we all saw, there's like an endless debate about whether uh, Emery, Emery meant to be slagging off Arsenal or not. And it's yeah. like, what, what are you doing with yeah, your life? I saw some, <laughs> one just said, true colours. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh. lovely stuff. It really but, but, is. Um, there was no suggestion that he was anything to do with Arsenal. He was just getting pissed no. off at people. Is it just someone in his face while he's focused on Villarreal. It's like, I, I, yeah. I have to struggle to not permanently have both my middle fingers up whenever I'm in Southampton. <laughs> so I, don't, I, totally understand, I totally understand. Well, uh, elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo, featured for the first time in uh, pre-season yesterday, uh, playing for the first 45 minutes in Man United's friendly against Rayo Vallecano. Vish. Didn't hang around very long though. He just left at half time. See you yeah. later. I'm glad this oh. is rolling on. I like the way he uh, he tweeted that the you know the king was making a return. And, <laughs> and he you know should have also got yeah. but he, the king has another long. engagement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be elsewhere. King has returned. It's very much King Charles and they're after the English Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I better oh, get out of here before they uh, execute me. Honestly, um, it's so do pathetic. Know, do you know it? what I feel for? Poor old Diogo Dallo getting caught in the background of the photo. <laughs> the great thing about when when um, when you read through the news stories about that, I mean it's a pretty self-explanatory news story. But Dallo is like right at the bottom. Right, Diogo yeah, Dallo yeah, yeah. was also with him. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't. The fact that Manchester United uh, club officials couldn't say for certain whether he was allowed to leave early or not, right, suggests that he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Fair, um, fair. And yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, just, I honestly just find it a little bit funny. I mean, it's incredibly annoying. It's all, all quite pathetic, but it's uh, it's a great example of how far United have fallen as a club. Whereby there were genuinely there were genuinely people on Twitter defending it as if like they were privy to his schedule. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, he had to leave. Have you seen traffic outside of Old Trafford? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I said if I was Man United? Um, we actually asked him to leave because unacceptable behaviour. Did you take the power back? Because he is yeah. stupid and smelly. Is <laughs> Dallo trying to be a little sidekick? Oh, Dallo yeah. is uh, just by virtue of the fact of being caught in the background. This is very much like the Richard Hammond to Cristiano yes. Ronaldo, mm. yes. Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. I thought in a way that you who's might... James May? James May, Luke Shaw, McTominay. You know, in terms of like reclaiming control of the narrative, it would be great if you know, like. Yeah, we asked him to leave. We had to get Diego Dalla to escort him out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Diego, Diego Dalla's the only man he respects. Vish, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, still good news about uh, Benny McCarthy, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's quite sweet, actually. Yeah, he's quite he is a United fan, and he looked, he looked proud as punch. Yeah. He didn't know that he was walking to an absolute shit show, but he looked happy, didn't he? <laughs> One less strike at the teacher. Just an interesting appointment I did not see coming at all. Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know too much about his badges. I know he was doing some stuff at Ajax of Cape He's got, his, he UFA, he's got yeah. his UFA uh, badges. Um, and you always got to check with United people. You never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that yeah. was actually quite sweet. Is, mm. it, is, it, is it kind of the best thing in the world when the Man United web Website lead with 
Ten Hag explains McCarthy appointment. <laughs> like there's some kind of explanation needed. Yeah. But if you have to, if you hire someone and there has to be an instant explanation, I'm not saying he's not good. I don't know anything about his coaching credentials. I'm sure he's brilliant. It just shows you how much on the back foot Man United are all the time. There's a better way of there's a better way of headlining that article, isn't there? You know, mm. Ten Hag talks about McCarthy yeah. appointment. Yeah, Actually, that's yeah. the lens they're under, though, isn't it? Yeah. The, 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 I mean, it's. But it's not, it's not a hard thing to get right. Exactly. But mm. most clubs wouldn't be under that sort of scrutiny, so it, 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 yeah, it creates the say, illusion of them being on the, they, on they the back could, foot, right? They could, yeah, but they could be on the same team and, and act like a group and just say, Ten Hag delighted with McCarthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ten Hag defends <laughs> McCarthy yeah. avoidment. Even the, like, even the like, sub-editors are just beleaguered, yeah. just const- constantly defensive. Oh, Ten oh, Hag promises God. he'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll be back on the Football Ramble uh, with the very best of the Football League, which kicked off on Friday. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I've got major problems with it. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Different world. Different time. Uh, before we get into the second half of the show, uh, we have an important meowsage uh, regarding our brand new Patreon offering. If you don't know already, our uh, Patreon is the place where you can help us make the show we love while getting amazing benefits and behind-the-scenes ramble access. Uh, so this season, for just $5 a month, we're now offering you ad-free ramble shows. That's every show in the Ramble universe without any adverts for just $5 a month. In addition to that, you'll still have access to our beautiful 
beautiful, crazy Discord community uh, where you can chat to us and fellow listeners, and you'll also get a weekly bonus episode on your podcast app every single Sunday. For $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus a video version of every Monday Ramble delivered straight to your inbox, early access to Ramble merch updates, and early access to live events, and... You'll also be invited to exclusive Friend of the Ramble quarterly live events that are only available to Patreon subscribers at this tier. The first one will be coming at you at the start of September, so stay tuned. You can uh, meet the Benny McCarthy of uh, the Football Ramble setup. Vish. Vish is doing karaoke. Um, <laughs> it's a karaoke. Vishioki. It's like um, Barry from EastEnders. Yes. Vish is doing that. Barry I've, only done, I've only done karaoke once, so I did mm. Return of the Mac. Nice. Oh, nice, and I got standing so ovation. Oh, nice, standing yeah. ovation. Everyone in the in the, in the train carriage uh, applauded, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone cheers. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. Kids cry. Yeah. Cheers. Mark Morrison's crying. <laughs> Our wonderful Patreon people mean so much to us. So why don't you join them and receive loads of extra benefits while offering some support to your friends at the Ramble in the process? Hit up the link in the show description or get yourself to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to sign up. So. Into the Football League. Huddersfield and Burnley kicked off the championship season on Friday night. Ian Matson goal was enough to uh, secure a 1-0 win for Burnley. It was quite oh, interesting. <laughs> this is fucking great. I'll tell you why. The one, is it great? Sorry to cut in, Peter. Is it great? Is it reason, upsetting? The reason this is great is because you wait all summer for football comeback. Mm. It's Friday night. They do that a week early so yeah. Yeah, for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is championship gets a little bit of room to breathe. Yeah. Everyone can look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Sit down in front of the telly. As Graham Taylor would say, put your feet up in front of the telly and have a good time. Mm. Uh, the, the late, great Graham Taylor. And... Um, Huddersfield uh, fans booed their team off at half-time. <laughs> 45 minutes into the yeah. season. Fucking boo! Boo! <laughs> I've waited all summer for this crap. Boo! But even then, it's not even that long. They're in the playoff final. <laughs> I mean, and you're playing a team... That's, that's the shortest possible gap. <laughs> yeah. The shortest possible window between deciding whether or not you're going to boo your team. Like, yeah. no, I've seen enough. Yeah. But, you're, but you're playing against a team like Burnley. They've, they've, they've got six debuts in their, in their squad yeah. and that always creates quite a difficult atmosphere for any team and yet they just could not find a way to not even through they just didn't have any chances if I'm being if I'm being kind of fairer to Huddersfield fans and I don't I don't really have any real motivation to do that but if I, if I, if I was going to do <laughs> they don't it, have a striker and don't have anyone who to create chances <laughs> well they've got Danny Ward he's been there uh, for a while but I was going to say maybe they were probably it was a bit of sophistry they're actually booing the fact that their, their manager who's done a brilliant job actually left and so now they, they feel a little bit um, rudderless. Mm. But a friend of mine, um, Adam, who runs the Offensive, another Stack podcast, is a big Huddersfield Town fan. Yeah, and uh, he, I was, he was on, um, he was doing a live YouTube thing for Huddersfield fans yesterday. He was on there for like three hours. I was like, "What have you got to talk about? It's only one game this season. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about on there? Like, you've had one game, you lost at home. Is, are people venting that much already? In, yeah. in, in, basically, the game was played in July. And, yeah. and it's going to be a long season if they're not careful. Mm. But I, I don't think you can read too much into it because it's the first game of the season and all the rest of it. I, I kind of understand that. Two shots um, all game. Yeah, it's not. It it's wasn't not a, ideal. It wasn't it? a great advert for, for the championship. But mm. um, Vinnie Company and Craig Bellamy, the old dream team that we talked about on Friday, mm. starting off with a win. And I wonder whether you can read this much into it. But I can certainly see how the, the company appointment could go either way and it could be a situation where he just holds them up to such a high standard because mm. of the type of character he is yeah. and they've yeah. got um, and because they're so used to playing at a higher level I know a lot of the players are left but they have got players in there who have used to playing at a higher level that might be enough for them to really challenge this season or it 
it goes badly for a couple of games and then we see what the reaction is and Craig mm. Bellamy starts getting the golf clubs out, you know. <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens. But um, I, I did think, to, I, I did watch most of this game. I didn't boo at halftime because I don't really care about either team. <laughs> I don't think the game was so bad it made me want to boo. I don't know mm. what you guys felt could, like. Can you imagine you get to a point though, you, you have had a bad result, you turn up to training, Bellamy's there just practicing his putting. Oh, <laughs> all these yeah. ominous. There's little yeah. ball returners. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, 70% possession, 16 shots on goal. I mean, that's a great day at the office for, the, for your opening day of the season with six debutants. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's also a very, very different style um, mm. implemented immediately, which is yeah. really, really impressive. Yeah. I, I think they, in that game of, so they completed about 507 passes on Friday night. About 507, mm. roughly. Can you be well, more no. specific, please? <laughs> Well, I was going to go for 500, but I know it was in excess of 500, um, and it is 507, so it was it's, actually, it's just you, loaded up. You've embarrassed yourself there, because it's actually uh, 599 passes, of which 506 were completed. 506? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay, that's, that's from Opta. So do you want to take them on? <laughs> okay, so that many, that many completed passes, yeah. apparently it was se- uh, like 7% of the total completed passes last season. Wow, really? So wow. It's, it's yeah. a real kind yeah. of about, you know, real shift. And obviously they're playing in the Premier League and they have to... You know, they've deliberately chosen to play a different way to survive mm, there. Yeah. But this feels like the start of something new for Burnley. Would, yeah. would you say there's anything glamorous about Huddersfield v. Barnsley? Uh, v, v, v Burnley? Because Sky Sports tried to make it glamorous by saying, this is the team that beat in the playoff final last season. Mm. This is the team who got relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. But I got the impression that people just weren't really having it. Almost, yeah, every Friday night though, I'm I'm slamming at the Prosecco. So I'm... I'm, I'm I think it is Game fancy. I think it is yeah. fancy. Yeah. yeah, I've got a top hat on. Yeah. <laughs> You've been <laughs> laughing and loving, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if someone told me that that was a rugby league game, I would believe them. Yeah. <laughs> like from that neck of the woods. From watching yeah, it yeah, or yeah, just yeah. from the game? Just from the, just the title. <laughs> it, it, it's easy to be, you know, snide about this sort of thing. I know, though, that's why we're doing it. it. Yeah, I know, but yeah. like, <laughs> but, but it is a big game. You know, it is, yeah, it's, no, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the it, team that really, really, you know, came very close to coming up, very impressively mm. so, and, and, and a team that have uh, come out of the Premier League uh, with, with big Vinny Company. So, you know, mm. I like, um, I, I, but I like doing this it kind of credit. stuff because if, if it's three of us are Southerners here and mm. Pete hears it, he has to defend it for the, from the Northerner point of view or he gets a load of stick. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hosting today, so I'm, admin, I've got admin in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't be bothered. I'm mostly concentrating on Sunderland returning to the championship. They uh, took on uh, Coventry. They drew uh, one all on their return. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I mean, Coventry hoping to get up to uh, up to the Premier League, just like uh, Nottingham Forest, to remind us what the nineties were like. That would be fun, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> Do you see um, our listener? Um, but by the way, I don't think this is his real name. Yeah, but he lists himself as Vermilion Dynamite. Let's really it's hope it, for his yeah. sake. Let's hope it's, it's a good his real name. name. He pointed out the noise that the. Um... You want to hear it? Oh, you got it there. Great. Okay. Here we go. Oh, the noise of the ball hitting the back of the net. It sounds a bit like an apple being eaten. It almost sounds like a squelch. Do it again. Do it again. It does. It's it's a bit like your dog eating a carrot. It's a little bit. It's a bit like a crisp. Yeah, but it's a great noise to hear. So satisfying. It's like a chain. It's like a a chain net uh, basketball hoop. Mm. Yeah, it is a bit like that. So when, when you see a so for you when you see a goal go in, are you happier with it? Staying in the net or flying back out again? Oh, flying, flying, like flying back off. out is such a rarity. I love that. No, I'm all for that. no it just means the goal me. doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> what, about doesn't a, what about a chain net in football? We've That'd never be seen great. that. Imagine, yeah. imagine like players getting caught in it. True, probably quite dangerous. <laughs> We'd have to free them. Yeah. We'd have yeah. to free might them. Be, might be a reason we don't have that. Yeah, yeah, but that guy, that guy with the old uh, clippers. 
doing that really funny face. Yeah. If you use yeah. him every week, that'd be, that'd be amazing. Well, uh, down in League One, do you like how I say down, down in, in League, League One? one yeah. yeah, good. There was a golf fest at Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday drew three all uh, with Lukey Moore's Portsmouth. I mean, second half, five goals. Luke, that is worth the admission fee yeah. alone. I, I, I remember what, I watched the highlights of this. I didn't see the game live, but I watched mm. the highlights. I just remember thinking... Why are we never in control of anything? Why are we never in control of anything sound, that happens? Because you sign a new goalkeeper every year. Yeah, that's that's all. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, sixty percent, sixty percent of the goals uh, for uh, for both sides, I think, were just poor goalkeepers. Well, well, yeah, I mean, the I think Ports- there's a lot of lot of ones that should shouldn't. Really I think have. that was the Portsmouth keepers. We got a new keeper on the way from mm. West Brom to replace the the player of the season. He went to Southampton last summer. Mm. Uh, this summer, um, which is you know. Which stings a bit to say the least, um, and he, he probably definitely at fault for one of the goals. Yeah. I can't. I mean, one of them was an absolute banger from Sheffield Wednesday, um, and I think on paper you look at that and you go, Sheffield Wednesday are better than Pompey probably, and mm. um, we're away from home as they opened out the season. We'll take a draw. Um, also, this is the thing that will interest Jim, who's famously into headers. There's mm. always seems to be so many headers involved in Portsmouth games. Nice. So you want to yeah. have a look at that. Yeah. I mean, could Col- be <laughs> Colby, Colby Bishop's goal was a beautiful header. Great goal. He doesn't have his picture on the website, I noticed. That's funny. <laughs> Literally playing number nine. <laughs> We've got the picture Port- on the website. Portsmouth's, um, Portsmouth's, the Portsmouth Football Club is like a service station on the motorway. <laughs> like what, People come a, in. Next to a sex shop. People go. <laughs> and, the fuel, and everything's expensive. <laughs> yeah, the anonymity of the motorway. Yeah. They just come in and ship out. Uh, did you see the Lytton Orient uh, Tom James goal? What? Absolutely, what a goal! How it, sir? What a goal! Absolutely bad. He just got a new uh, two-year contract, so uh, just need to do that every week. <laughs> well, just just the same money. <laughs> yeah, just the just same money every week. Banners, yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, amazing goals, I mean, the one that stood out for me. I mean, the the, the goal in the Sheffield Wednesday Pompey game was brilliant. That goal in Leighton Orient was brilliant. Mm. There was a goal in the Blackburn game as well. I'm just trying to remember who scored it. It was an absolute beauty to to beat um, Queens Park Rangers. I think it was Lewis Travis. It was Lewis Travis. Mm. That was one worth seeking out as mm. well. So, you know, there's a load of great stuff to enjoy in the, in the Football League this weekend. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, you've got uh, Lee Tomlin sending off uh, for Doncaster when yeah, he received two, <laughs> two yellow cards in the space of 20 seconds. It's just good. What a way to start this, the, uh, the season. I, lo- I love the fact... So it's that, just a one, technically. For, the, for, those, for those who didn't see it, he stands right over a free kick to stop <laughs> the other team taking it yeah. and gets a yellow for it. Mm-hmm. And then he kicks the ball away. And then another player comes over, an opposition player comes over to try and kind of remonstrate with him and he throws himself on the floor. <laughs> and he's massive as well, yeah, which makes yeah, it funny. Yeah. And it, like the player just lightly touches him. Yeah. And it's one of, the, one of those classics, mm. goes down like... And the ref gives him another yellow and it's like, and he gets sent off obviously and he's sat on the floor looking sad <laughs> and everyone is applauding. Like, right, I, I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if even his own teammates were going, yeah, that was that shit was unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's really like, yeah, the referee's done the right thing. It's, yeah, great, yeah. it's a great thing. He had that uh, footballer uh, belief that because he got a yellow card for something, you know, uh, quite petty, that he almost has like a free sp- immunity for yeah. 30 Safe, seconds yeah. and yeah. keep being petty. It's amazing. If you were trying to deliberately get sent off, I don't think you could pull it off as like masterfully as that. Yeah, because it was actually yeah. quite a safe way. of You haven't endangered anyone around you, yeah. but you have deserved that red card. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he's even got away with kicking the ball away the second time. <laughs> yes. like, he's got a little bonus one in there. Well, well, he's tested the referee and then done it again. Well, especially the referee <laughs> was tested later in the game because uh, Doncaster Liam Ravenhill broke uh, Emmanuel Osadebe's leg it's six minutes in with a horrible tackle. Only got a yellow. Yeah. Broke his fucking leg. Well, what start of the season. That's, that's the football league for you. Get well uh, soon. And um, there was also a Bradford player sent off at the end as well. Came on yeah. and then got sent off. Little cameo. Referee, referees had a busy day. Mm. Busy day. It's like, God, it's Did you go home satisfied night. with your work? 
I just think if you at the end of that as a ref, um, I, I just think that if you are doing that in a game where one of the teams is managed by Mark Hughes, you're quite brave. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, elsewhere, we had uh, Stockport County losing three uh, two to Barrow at home on their first return to the football league in eleven years. But that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the, the team having a curry at a local curry house because the sponsors of the club is a curry house, and it's, it's basically changed its entire menu uh, to Stockport County legend player. Uh, themed dishes effect. It's very <laughs> Is that going to get people in? What? The big Kev Karachi Gosht? <laughs> Kevin, Francis. Kevin, big, Kevin, Kevin Francis. Kevin Francis. Kevin Francis. player, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The Jennings Gel Frazee. I'm trying to get to the, why they've done that. Yeah. What, what's, what's the benefit of that? The, the for people problem, like us to talk about it, I guess. The problem is, unless you really, really know Stockport Park County, they've mm. kind of like, their menus are quite confusing as to who they're talking about. It's uh, the Jennings Jalfrazy. Things can get spicy when uh, Connor and James are on the pitch, but they are both hugely popular. Just like our medium hot Jalfrazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to do an explainer. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Every single yeah. player, Just you have to do an name. explainer. Yeah. Also, and popular. Yeah. Yeah. The headline in the Sun article about this Tikabao. The one that stood out for me was the one called the Paddy Padina, right? Right. Not explained which paddy it's named after and just ends up by saying this is cooked with a tender lamb it's like what message are you trying to send here like what if you're whoever it's this paddy, paddy tender. is paddy tender it's paddy lamb paddy lamb and I also I also wouldn't be that happy if um, I was the Ben named after the Ben Bazaar platter because right. that implies that I'm really fat Oh, you're okay, having a platter yeah, after yeah, me, are you? Yeah, yeah. You're having a whole platter after Just me, are you? Just offcuts and bits yeah. and bobs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, well, uh, one Stockport County fan, Callum Taylor, has had a bit of a stinker, to be honest, because uh, he was on holiday in Zanti. He got a tattoo in homage to his favourite Stockport player with the words, Super uh, Sammy Minahan, and uh, he left three days later. <laughs> Just left the club three days later. Uh, Callum maintains that Super Sammy is a legend, actually, uh, and he has plans to get an additional tattoo, his autograph underneath. He's doubled down on that. He's yeah. doubled down on that, yeah. I mean, he's... If, if, if it's you the ever better of the two options really though, toxic isn't it? male down, masculinity is just yeah. that it's like uh, no I actually uh, I wanted to do it any man usually yeah. actually, actually, I actually, I to... it was about commemorating his time at yeah. the club and, and, I, and I, I already actually now support Halifax Town so <laughs> better for me it's yeah. a little bit some, um, well, some young kids like online they do support players rather than teams so mm-hmm. maybe he's a yeah, bit of a Sammy Minahan guy do. it's like the uh, remember the Andy Cole tattoo uh, just like days before he left that, that bloke had a massive picture of Andy Cole tattooed yeah. on his leg there's also oh, great, I didn't believe there's also a great genre of tragic male tattoos where um, they get Steady. a tra- oh, no, I was looking at you here. a tra- well I'm myself they get a uh, they get like a tournament victory tattoo before oh that's happens. lovely yes. stuff like they yeah. played in it I wonder what the weird no but before it happens yeah but they, oh they, they, fuck I, yeah, but right. I, think, I think they do that for the media attention yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, you won't believe. No, we do. People are fucking idiots. We do yeah. believe it. Oh, there, what, there was, what are you like? Well yeah. done. I might be misremembering this, but the bizarrest version of that was about 15 years, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, where Ooh. I'm pretty sure a guy, a British guy, like Grimsby or something, got like a Kakar World Player of the Year tattoo <laughs> before he got it. And it's like, what, what is what, that? What's the jeopardy for there? Yeah. You know, I don't understand what, you, what you're possibly getting out of that, right? Because obviously Kakar's a brilliant player. <laughs> Obviously, he won a load of stuff, but even when he gets the honour he gets, what is the relevance to that? He's a man in his own shed playing uh, Pinfinger. 
No, yeah. one, no yeah, one's no watching. Watch it. No one's watching. You're not even live streaming it. <laughs> I might. Uh, I might get a September goal of the month winner. Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really exactly. into it. Yeah. Who, you, who you? Who you backing? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna back Ireland, obviously. Uh, no, because he won't be goal. I'm gonna back Bernardo Silva. It'll right. Cut in and bang it. Right. So that's. So now you're predicting Bernardo Silva to win a goal of the month in September. In September. Why have you not gone for August? That of interest. Because it gives him a bit of time to warm up. Because Man United are on, yeah. on fire. Yeah. Also, well, you know, it's quite hard to book a tattooist sometimes, isn't it? You've got to get a little bit yeah, of notice. That is, mm. That's why I did it. Um, I also just want to bring, into the, bring to the table, in case it gets forgotten, that um, our friend uh, Josh Morris, listener to the show, said that um, Thierry Henry had some real Pete Donaldson vibes this weekend when he walked out into the Red Bull Arena, uh, ahead of New York, Bulls, uh, New York Red Bulls friendly with Barcelona in a half and a half kit. It's lovely Is stuff. Is he having a breakdown? Well, Marcus <laughs> has pointed out that he thinks he's a bit of a prick. Exactly, yeah. I'm not sure if he said prick or tit or something a little bit more kind of lightly. Well, lightly he's known insulting. as TT. Yeah, right. So maybe that works. But that, that's not great evidence to the contrary, is it? No. but I You're think... a man who's done this in, in, in the cauldron atmosphere of Glasgow. So mm. unless, unless he's doing it in a Glasgow um, changing room with a, 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 a needle and thread that he's bought from a service station, I just don't yeah. think it's... It you spent, someone... We did a live show in Glasgow, Vish, and... Pete spent the whole entirety of us in the dressing room prepping doing that mm. to the point where he forgot all his notes for the show itself. <laughs> yeah. Had to yeah, run off the stage and go back into the dressing room to try and find them yeah. um, after almost getting lynched by wearing that kit. Because And you were looking at my notes. I was. <laughs> there, there was there was a bit when you came out in the Rangers so like half and half kit that you had rudimentarily stitched together in, mm. in a thread with a thread where some of the crowd were like, this is funny. And they were very much the people who come travel to Glasgow for the show. Yeah. Yes. The rest yeah. of them were going, oh no. no. Yeah. What's he done there? And we came out for the second half and there were shots of whiskey just on our desks. Yeah. Someone had it's left there. And, that a, sort of and a bullet on Pete's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I think that sooner or later, everyone looks like Pete Donaldson. I think this is yeah. just Thierry Henry experiencing that. Yeah. Oh. Indeed. Uh, should we finish the show with an email? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. One? Let's, I do have an email. Yeah, just oh. let me shuffle around in the email bag. Um, got one from John in North Carolina, which is following on from Alexander Lacazette's running with some wasps in a forest. Uh, John says, I've recently had a few run-ins with wasps, so I thought I'd weigh in. Nice. I'm not a medical expert. Don't let that stop you um, emailing in in future, anyone, by the yeah. way. Um, but 10 wasp stings can be trouble. On a walk last summer, I was stung seven or eight times by yellow jackets and proceeded to have a moderate anaphylactic reaction, which I had never had before. My face swelled, it was hard to swallow, and every single follicle of hair on my body itched excruciatingly, leading me to strip naked and lie in a cold stream along a well-travelled trail for about 10 minutes because my crotch was on fire. This sounds like an explanation on the witness stand. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Perhaps Lacazette couldn't keep from itching his bathing suit area. Then again, my friend was stung 23 times in the same incident and had no reaction aside from large welts, so I clearly have some sensitivity that he doesn't. More recently, I was stung twice by a different species of wasp, and although I now have an EpiPen, nothing much happened. I'm not sure what the lesson is here except that wasps work in mysterious ways. Why? We all knew that. What? Vindictive bastards, we know yeah. that. Yeah. Why is he hanging around with wasps so much? Yeah. yeah. The I, problem you find when you leave the UK and you start walking out in trails in different countries as actually like quite interesting and dangerous animals. Mm. Doesn't really happen here. <laughs> but the night but on Friday I said I'm not sure ten wasps things crosses the threshold for an injury for a professional athlete. And that night I was bitten six times in my sleep by mosquitoes. Where so were you? I just had the window open. Where were probably you? The, probably, <laughs> yeah, where? Probably the same mosquito. I was with um, I was with John in North Carolina. <laughs> we were both naked in the stream. London mosquitoes uh, lying I'm, on a crocodile in a swamp. What's the, going on? The insect community were punishing me for that. Yeah. that take. Yeah. But Vish, you went on that show on Friday. Do you think that if a professional athlete who's got no, I did caveat it by saying no known allergic reaction right. get, got stung ten times, is that fair enough to be injured? 
Depends where they stung him. Very painful. They stung him on yeah. his I told face. you, if it was on every toe, it's fair enough. <laughs> One each. But no, if, it was on, if it was on his face, I can get that. I, yeah. I can understand that. I um, I got... When was the last time I was... I think the last time I was stung was 2018. Right, okay. And um, I reacted quite calmly to it, whereas I think if I'd been stung as a youngster more often, I would have been terrified. Oh, right. That's the first time you'd ever been stung? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's, you've done pretty so. well to get to 2018. I was stung on the waltzers. What's that? What's yeah. that? What's yeah. doing? Yeah, What's Jim, absolute thrill seeker. That. <laughs> right. He's like the kind of bear grills of wasps. To be fair to the wasp, he was quite dizzy. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> he could have stung anyone. If you, Jim, you must have a hapless story about being stung by something. Uh, I've been stung by a wasp in the past when I was a little kid. It wasn't particularly um, hapless though. Um, I remember just looking down at my at my. I was young enough that I was just like. I had no top on um, right. just out, out in the sunshine young. glorious days <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, it was just England like plan, I just saw it stinging me it's like oh there's a wasp stinging me right now that's annoying that's quite tough from yeah. you yeah I've seen a wasp kill itself or sting itself yeah it was horrible my, is, my, dad, is... my dad sprayed it with raid and it bent double and stuck itself we were both like oh my god that's to me I mean the dying didn't happen because it stung itself Jim you were spraying with raid yeah but it, it, it kills it, wasps it, but it bent over and stuck its own stinger yeah, into itself yeah the wasp itself. was like I'm not having this I'll, t- I'll go up my own <laughs> <Yeah. house." laughs> yeah. what's, what's shutting me down on oh, my reaction to the poison let's yeah. kill myself yeah I, li- I like the idea of the wasp yeah. taking it into its own hands I, I also like think that kind of thing when you see that is evidence for the fact that we're living in a simulation. <laughs> Sometimes things just don't ex- just stop. Like I remember, yeah. I remember being at a music festival quite early one morning and seeing a seagull just stop in midair, right, for like five seconds and then carry on again. Simulation. You, you were in a you were in a music festival. Yeah. Yes. Early early in the morning. Early in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll, see, I'll see where you're going with this. <laughs> I, I, that's unfair. <laughs> my first memories. My first ever memories. Me being stung on the hand by a bee. Mm. Mm. Well. Look, have you ever been stung by more than 10 uh, creatures yeah. or is Luca Kena? Shortfootballramble.com <laughs> or tweet us at footballramble. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful start of the season. We should play all international tournaments like on the lip of the start of, uh, of the conventional season. We I'm do. loving it. We do, don't we? Uh, not really. Kind of. Kind of. Not really. Uh, thanks for listening to Football Ramble, part of the Aircast Creator Network. We'll be back on Wednesday with an episode of uh, the Football Rambles Guide 2. Say goodbye, everybody, starting with you, Lukey. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jim. Right. Vish. Bye. Farewell. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.